Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by GoTime Bank. GoTime Bank is owned by the Gokong Wei Group, the same companies that brought you brands you love like Cebu Pacific and many more. GoTime Bank makes next-level banking a breeze with its convenient account opening process. It takes less than five minutes to get started via the free app. Plus, get your GoTime Bank Visa card at one of their kiosks for free. Download the GoTime Bank app today and experience the next level of banking. You may visit www.gotime.com.ph for more details. Also brought to you by Paymongo, the payment gateway for business growth. Paymongo allows your business to accept online payments from your customers through Visa, MasterCard, Gcash, GrabPay, Maya, online banking, Buy Now, Pay Later, and many more, all with just one platform. Sign up for free at paymongo.com. And brought to you by SeatCap. SeatCap is a lending platform powered by UBX Philippines. With SeatCap, you can easily apply for a loan from 5,000 pesos up to 1 million pesos from the comfort of your own home nationwide. Visit www.seatcap.ph, sign up, and apply for a loan now. That's www.seatcap.ph. Take your business to new heights by seeking capital with SeatCap. So we were operating Colorette before like a mom and pop business lang eh. No documents, no financials. Oh my God, it was so hard. So if you wanna scale up your business up, if you wanna enter the VC world, girl, document everything. Welcome to Hustle Share. 
the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Share Podcast. We are now 250 episodes in. I've been trying to get this girl since last year. Okay, uh, first time I met her was one of this. Uh, it was a carta um, thingamajig that Fox once said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea what the, what the hell I was gonna get into, and I think I was still pilay. Yeah, I was on crutches. Yes, <laughs> he was. Uh, like, oh my, because <laughs> I broke my ankle last year. And I was like, wow, who, this is, who's this new founder? And, I was like, and she told me about Colorette. Like, oh my God, I gotta have you on the show. So imagine, I was, I had my ankle effed up around August, September, October last year, 2022. We're recording this in July 2023. So I've been trying. I've been trying my best to get this girl. But finally, she is here. So without further ado, Let's welcome to the show Miss Nina Elaine Dizon of Colorado. Yay, yay! Thank you for having me. Finally, Ayana, yes. I'm here now. For real, for real now. <laughs> Again, Nina, very big fan of yours. Not just me. My wife sends her fandom. You. Okay, there you go. She follows Hello you. Hello to the wife. Yep, uh, every everywhere. But again, I need to ask you the million dollar question, Nina. What's your hustle? My hustle is we make makeup for Filipinos by Filipinos. There you go. That's very. That's just. just that's how you answer a 250th episode hustle. Share straightforward, right to the jugular. And again, um, big fan. You, I. I, I don't need to justify what it is because the numbers speak for itself, right? And you're, you're easily, if not the best, one of the best makeup brands in the country, homegrown. Grabe naman. Of Thank course. you for that. Easy, easy. And that's what I want to understand because at the end of the day, brands and great companies are are not, you know, it's not chamba. It's born out of sacrifice and hustle and all the dirt in between. Whatever you see out there is the finished product na. It's an ice, success is an iceberg. What you see is the tip. But underneath the water, it's a lot of blood and sacrifice. And that's what I want to understand. But before we dissect that, Nina, I need you to buckle up real quick. Because we're going to go all the way back to how you started this journey. Because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. Relax, Nina. Okay, we are now in Makabebe. Makabebe. Nag-aangeles ako eh. Okay, I'm sorry. On en route to Angeles. There you go. Okay, Nina, again, big fan of yours. Uh, and I want to understand the origin story. Okay, of course, when you do makeup, um, of course, you have to be Kikai at one point. But before you even started doing all the Kikais and all that stuff, what was your very first exposure to hustling? Right? And did you have any role models that you've seen hustling being ingrained to you? I started very, very young. So my uh-huh. parents said they saw my entrepreneurial mindset mm-hmm. elementary pa lang eh okay. my mom would make polvoron okay. and then i-sneak out ko yun ibebenta ko sa village that was, she would be so pissed because i would sell it for like one peso each so that's below her cost look at i don't do that now <laughs> okay so it started there and then in elementary also mm-hmm. remember there was 
song hits. Yep. Right? Yep. Like, there was no internet pa eh. No. So, me and my classmates, we always love to jam during recess. Mm. But you have to memorize the lyrics because you don't have access to it. Mm-mm. So, if you buy song hits kasi, that's like 20 pesos, right? Yep. So, if you pay 20 pesos, it means you won't eat for the day. Yep. So, I saw a gap there. Okay. And then, I printed lyrics at home. Yung mga mix, daily top 10. Pinahit wow. ko lahat yun. And then I had my papa Xerox that for like 25 cents. So I would go to school every day bringing a clear book. And okay. I would sell lyrics to my classmates for piso per page. So now, everybody knows how to sing uh, Wag na wag mong sasabihin by kitchen. Hindi ba? High school na ako nun. During okay. that time, the the songs were like Me Against the Music, Madonna and Britney. Oh, ha? It's Britney, bitch. There you go. I love that song because I would earn like three pesos from that because mahaba yung song eh. Okay, that's amazing. And when you're selling at a young age, and because I tried selling, but I started selling that around college. The one thing that I always, and this is what prevents people from selling, is the heya factor. How did you get over that hump? Or did it even exist in you at the very early, early age? I didn't care. I mean, I had hmm. the most money out of my classmates oh, because ha? of my hustle, right? <laughs> yes. So, parang libre ko na, libre ko pa sila. That's amazing. So, again, when you when you do this, uh, what, what else did you do in, as your very first uh, hustles? And uh, you're always a uh, raketera at, at that point. What, what are the other stuff that you, you sold? I w- we would go to Kiapo, we would buy beads, and then I'm gonna make beads, and then I'm gonna sell those to my classmates also. From Pampanga, you go to Kiapo? Uh, this is the time that we live now. We go back and forth kasi. Pampanga, ah. Manila, Pampanga, Manila. So, I was all over the place. Got it. But again, the, the grind going back and forth back then, now it's so easy, right? Yeah. But back then, it is no fun doing that. So, when you do go, go to Kiapo, do you, are you also involved in the sourcing out of of where you buy it because at the end of the day now as again hindsight being 2020 doing cosmetics is all about finding the right suppliers and the right uh, raw materials if you cannot get that for cheap good luck with your cogs right it won't work and when you're already doing this it's basically your practice eh? what how what were those things that you learned sourcing out you know raw materials and beads while doing it in capo well, my mom would say, hustler ako sa pagtawad. There! Oh barat! <laughs> <laughs> Hong Kong night market people won't like you. They so, hate me. They yeah. hate me. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't go to Hong Kong that much. They hate me there. Why? But okay, well, how did you do that? Because again, that's another super skill. If you can finesse people out of their margins to do it, what, what was the style and how did you do that at a, at a young age? Oh, it's about building a relationship. So first, you would um, compliment ate. Ate, ganda mo naman today. Wow. <laughs> bolera pa. Barat na, bolera pa. Kasi, okay. I'll, I'll ask for the price na parang 50 off eh. So if she's what? selling it for me na 100, 50 lang. That's, that's the bizarre price. And you're doing it in That's Kiapa. why my barcada loves okay. to take me with them when they go shopping in Divisoria. Wow. Back then. Ngayon, yeah. I don't tawad na. Syempre, okay, I, go, yeah. I give back to the society. Then, because you already got everything. <laughs> That's amazing. So, okay. When you do this, okay, the other thing that I see is consistency and discipline, right? It's easy to be uso, like, oh, I'll do it one time and then people will stop. But it looks like you just kept going in and going and going. I want to understand the, the baseline skills that 
What was the thing that you learned very early on about the discipline of having to do this over and over and over again and still not get the best results that you want? I mean, you're going to get compensated, you know, uh, little by little. But eventually, through that grind, you'll you'll understand that you're, you're building something special. But during that time, how are you... Again, creating those baseline discipline that you needed uh, when you're starting out. I would say when I was, even when I was younger, mm. I had grit na within me. Like mm. quitting was never an option for me. Love it. So parang, even if I fail, I would stand up again and I'll do it again. So I had a lot of hustles, but quitting was never really an option. Maybe it's a redirection, mm. but I never really stopped doing business. That is amazing. Okay, now there, that's... That's that's life hustling outside. But I remember you posting something. I forgot it was with LinkedIn. It's definitely not TikTok because I'm not I do not have TikTok. Only Hustle Share has TikTok, which by the way, Palo them. It's just all the the highlights of the, the podcast. You were telling something about not being a grade A school student and I think a professor telling you that you're not gonna succeed. Can you walk us through what what was school life while you're doing all this racket on the side? Oh yeah. So in high school, cause it, so how do I say it without sounding boastful? Like, I'm smart. I'm smart. Like, yep. yeah, if I want to be like rank one, I can. No, you're not going to be able to get to this level. You're an idiot. The racket <laughs> isn't enough, okay? I'm sorry. Sipag isn't enough. You need to have, again, the the, the smarts. It's just not going to be measured sometimes in school with the the, the same stuff. But the, the skills that you're building, ooh, best of the best. So, okay, you're smart. Okay, I, I echo it as well, but... What was the teacher? What were the teachers uh, telling you? So in in my high school, where I had my high school right. block section, yun eh. So ah. your section from like the first year up to the fourth year, it's supposed to be the same. Wow. You're supposed to be graduating with the same class. Okay, I hopped around. How? Because my teachers would always move me around because they don't like me. <laughs> they find me Are so they from stubborn. Hong Kong? <laughs> <laughs> they find me so stubborn. Na parang okay. They want me to like read all the time, review all the time. But this was high school. Like, you also want to have friends, have Best fun. Best time, right? Like, puppy love and there stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go to the star section also. Okay. So parang, when they said, na, oh, if you're rank one by the fourth quarter, you're going to go to the star section. So I didn't go to school for like two weeks. Wow. <laughs> she was in Kiapo, making hagel. Okay. No, but okay, when you're, you're doing this, you knew you had it. Because you wouldn't be, you, you wouldn't be, yeah, dicking around if you didn't know you had it. I, I was similar uh, when I was starting out. But my 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 main excuse for not doing well because I was varsity. And, you know, I just enjoyed life. It's like, I'm just going to dick around. But if I needed to, I'm, I'm going to deliver. And, yeah, ganyan, but I wasn't ganyan. chasing the high grades. But I, I, was, I was a class clown. I got in so much trouble. So people, my teachers hated me because I was making fun of them and my classmates and myself. Or a combination of, of those three. But knowing that, did what was the turning point in school when you realized that, okay, I did you have a turning point where I kind of have to take serious, take it a little bit more serious now? Or you only realized that, say, after college? Na? But sa school, wala, walang turning You really point. just like coasted. But you were building your skill stack outside. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the business side. Yes. All right, what were, what was the tipping point where you, when the racket, thing happened how did it become serious on the side because again it's it's trade-offs it's choices if you're and it's not a clear path guys and this is what school doesn't teach you whatever your grades are in school 
when you graduate, it's back to zero. It doesn't matter. And for those people that did not build their extracurricular skill stack, you're going to be just like everybody else. You have the same skill set, skill set, skill, <laughs> skill set, um, and you're not going to be unique. Whereas if you were building something else on the side and you're making yourself better, by the time you're done, Ooh, you're gonna be unique, and you're gonna be the opportunities that are gonna give are gonna, that are gonna go to you are better. What were those for you that uh, you've mastered? Na, if you weren't taking it seriously in school, I'm pretty sure you were taking it seriously something on on something else. Selling, talaga, selling, marketing. I would really consume all of the media. I would watch how brands would sell their products, mm. and then I would apply it. So back to the question, like, what was my turning point okay. into finally getting serious in business? Mm-hmm. It was when my mom told me I couldn't enroll for the next semester. Oh my god! Yeah, because we didn't have tuition, oh, no. so I wasn't really born with a silver spoon. Yeah, we were very middle income. My mom was an OFW, so when she said, "Na oh, you can't enroll next semester." Mm. I was like, okay, but deep inside me, like I don't want to stop school. Yeah. So I had to look for something else to mm-hmm. to do. What was that? So I started selling slimming pills, scrap oh. soaps. Yeah. So I found a factory in Pampanga who was selling scrap soap. So of course, when big brands would order from them, mold them, right? right? Into right. shapes. I would get the leftovers. They would remove that. Yeah. Okay. I would buy it for six pesos and then I would sell it for like 99 pesos on Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> are you kidding me? What? Yeah. Holy shit. That is so amazing. And this put you through college? Yeah. Right. So I was able to build the brand actually. So was it, it was called? it was called Fairness and Flawless. We Fairness dissolved it already. Flawless. Yeah. It was one of the very first direct selling beauty brands online actually this was back in 2013 so my problem lang back then was when my customer wanted a certain variant because i was only selling leftovers like scrap soaps i couldn't give it to them lalo na pag walang po yung brand so mm-hmm. i went ahead and talked to the factory owner and i told her that i wanted my own brand kasi meron akong konting ipon i have like 30,000 pesos you know and she was very hesitant because like explicitly she told me there was never anyone who transitioned from selling scrap soaps into having their own line. Until you. Until me. Until she changed the game. So there I was very go. persistent. And so so she gave me like a, my first thousand whitening soaps. Okay. And that was the start of that beauty brand, Fairness and Flawless. Okay. And then after that, I would outsource um lotions by the gallons. So like it was very backyard. I said I would... Repack them one by one. You did it all at, by yourself. Yes, I was a one-man team. I would do logistics. So I would go to like the factory. I would get the stocks. I would ship them out. I would take photos. I would reply to the customers. I'm also productive. I, I'm basically everyone. Wow. But I was able to enroll myself back to school Okay. until I dropped out again. <laughs> Why? Because you were busy now. Because I wasn't sleeping anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would sleep yes. 4 a.m. I would wake up 8 a.m. Parang, oh, this is okay. not sustainable. And in my head, I really didn't think of the business like a long-term thing. Okay. I felt like it was a, it was an opportunity. Yeah. So I told myself… To get like, you through or get you by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I told myself like, hey, I want to make the most out of this business. If it doesn't pan out, I can always go back to college. Okay. So I can give it like my 100%. Okay. So I dropped out of college. And fortunately, I haven't been back. Okay. But I want to be back. But Ma'am, I be sir, back. she'll be back. Okay? She's just… Working on her financials a little bit, right? She's super rich now, by the way. But yeah, but yeah, she's still working on it. There you go. 
But again, school is a construct. It, again, I, I'm not condoning people to quit. But if you feel like it's not for you and you have something that's better, why the hell not? Right? For me, I, I get this question a lot. Like, why are you proud as a college dropout? But the mm. thing is, I don't tell people to drop out of college. No, no. But I'm saying that I'm proud of what I have achieved despite being a college dropout. Yes. Because if you have the means to finish school, go ahead. It will really arm you with the theories Correct. and, you know, the principal foundations. But, yeah, but I don't blame you and I won't judge you if you can't. Correct. But just, just listen here. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, she did not finish her school yet. But look at in the school of life, in the school of business, she's been paying her dividends already. She's earning her keep since selling you song hits. Okay. <laughs> so just imagine that those that, that persistence, which by the way, nobody teaches you. You have to learn by trial and error. Right? And that's what entrepreneurs are. I'm just happy you are my 250th guest. I'm happy Super too. Killing. Okay. Now, um, last few questions before we take our first break. So when you're doing all of this, I, I, when you were describing how you were a one-man team, it reminded me so much of my wife because she did try uh, doing it. She had, she had a skincare brand called OIM. Again, same thing. She, I, I, I felt like I didn't have a wife on some days because she's just concocting all these oils. Like, what the hell? Why does it smell like this? I don't understand what's going on. But it was a grind. But she couldn't sustain it for so long because it's hard. It's literally hard work. As in kayod. Right? How did you persist? Because there are so many times where you could have easily, you know what? Is it worth it? You have to have a deep hugot, uh, Nina, to, to push through. How did you get over that? I feel like I've always known I'm about to do greater things. So in my family, I'm a first-generation entrepreneur. Like wow. my mom and dad are both employees. And um, for me, I've always thought of it as worth it. Because I, I like doing this better than doing other things talaga. And I learn a lot. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot talaga with like my early days. Like yeah. I've changed as a person talaga. But um, how close did you get to giving up? Was there ever a moment like, you know, I've done, my, my hands have blisters. I, did, I do not have sleep. I look like shit. I didn't eat yet. Did you have moments where the easier, the easier path was to give up? Like last year, ganun. Okay. Parang, ayoko na. Should I give up? Yeah. Should I just... Gusto ka na maging trophy Adele. wife. Ganun. <laughs> okay, and we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Because again, it's, it's, it's true. More money, more problems. If you think it's hard at the start... It's gonna get harder. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's just easier to just, you know, go walling <laughs> and cry because... The path you chose is is just uh, entrepreneurship is my god it's brutal but the setup part is great now before we take our first break what was the first setup moment when you started doing that having your own in, in FNF that you remember that ah, this is so fun I, it's 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 worth it oh it's still so fresh in my head so one of my professors when i went back to college mm -hmm. one of my professors said na parang oh if you do good in school if you get a great job you can afford a brand new montero he said that explicitly and brand specific see you prof yeah and oh. i reached out to my pocket <laughs> i reached out in my pocket okay. And then I looked at the key to my brand new Montero. Oh and, my yeah, god! Yeah, and that was the that was kind of the turning point of me dropping out of college. That is proper. You need a ride. 
to Mexico pa, to Porak. I'll drive you to Porak, okay, by the Lahar, because it's just a Montero and it's a 4x4, four four, excuse me. <laughs> With roads and that, I can take that on. That is so amazing. All right, now let's take our first break and when we come back, we will now continue on the story of the amazing, world-famous Nina Dizon, who then will tell us how she went from F to F, F and F, F, F and F, F and F to color it. But let's talk about that more after the break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We are still with Nina Dizon and told us how she hustled. I love it. I, I can relate so much because, again, it's so hard to be an entrepreneur when the people that are around you are not entrepreneurs. Because the type of advice you're going to get is like, why are you selling that? Go study hard, look for a good job and whatnot. Because I can't blame the people that we grew up with. That's the path that were, they were given and those are the choices that were probably only available at, to them. I feel very privileged that I got an opportunity to try becoming an entrepreneur when I was also younger, fresh, fresh out of college. My first startup was my, th- my startup thesis. And had I started later, I probably would have never taken the jump. Because I have bills na and all these responses. I probably would have had a kid and it's just too risky. And the other thing is those, I call it limiting beliefs. Those limiting beliefs of the generations before me would have entirely, entirely creeped into me na, right? Um, I, that's what I want to jump off of. What were those advice or what were those things that you had to break the, the chain with considering that, you know, Nobody was an entrepreneur when you were starting out. 
You know what? I was very lucky because my parents were always very supportive. Ah, that's great. It's just that I didn't have a mentor yes. growing up. Yeah, that's my only thing. Pero in terms of like when I dropped out of college, I told them I would focus on the business. Mm-hmm. There was not much of like uh, a push and pull. Eh. Yeah. So Kasi, they're all all in. Yeah, yeah. They saw it na eh, early yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Raketera talaga. Budulera. <laughs> Barat. Check out kayo. Barat, 50%. If you see her near your store, sh- shut down the store temporarily. She's going to get 50%. I want to understand, uh, Nina. So you you have that. And that's one thing that I'm super grateful for. My mentor who passed away last year, his name is Georgie Azurin. Again, I was lucky that I fa- I was able to find him and he walked me through the the, the early steps what were those mistakes that you had to go through? Because again, you didn't have a mentor. So it's super trial and error. What were those mistakes that you had to go through when you were doing FNF? Ay, ang dami. Okay. <laughs> Literal ang dami. Well, to start with, I wasn't really the greatest leader, I would say. You know, because I started really young and I wasn't really armed with like leadership skills. How young were you? Let's just, just be specific. This was 2013. Eh. So like, I was 20 years old. Oh my God. Yeah, I was 20 mm-hmm. years old. So are you masungit? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm different Just, level. Yeah. Okay. Maldita. Dragona. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not proud of it. Yeah, same. I had, I have a mean streak. We all do. Because as hustlers, you're just like, oh, let's fucking get shit done. And right? you're just like so mad. You know, yes. you're like so mad all the time. There's so much fire within you. And then it's gonna mellow down pala right. eventually. Exactly. When the titoness and the titaness comes through. But at the end of the day, I wish like, ah, oh, shit. In hindsight, I should have just chilled. You know, yeah, I should have shut up. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Or just walked away. But again, these are the things you realize, hindsight na. But also, that's what we needed when we were young. Because you really need fire on fire on fire when you're starting out. So, okay, aside from your 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 temper, let's just call it what it is. What else were the biggest mistakes? Trusting people too easily, I would say. Mm. Right? Because back then, wala pang history of like, corruption okay. and fraud and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like doing things so abruptly, like just don't not thinking about it. Like, hey, I want that soap. Okay, let's release that soap tomorrow. Without wow. even like data-driven right. things going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. Now, in, in that said, of course, there were lessons behind those. What were the early lessons that were that you were learning that you were able to adapt right away? Well, um, when we started going retail, one of like my biggest mistakes also was overexpanding. When you say overexpand, because that's a slip. It, there's no playbook on how to overexpand and how to not expand yet. It's by feel. Sometimes there's no science behind it, but I think there is eventually when you figure it out. But what, when you say overexpanding too early, what was that? What does that mean? So when we like caught the attention of Ayala, um, so we were offered a lot of like mall spaces for Colorette and Fairness and Flawless because okay. two brands na sila non. Mm-hmm. And then we opened like two kiosks per mall. And we're talking about like, you know, four malls to five malls. I can't even remember anymore. Mm-hmm. And a span of like a, just like three months. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a playbook on retail, like how to run retail, because it's an entirely different thing, pala, from e-commerce. Yes, like, I didn't know that. I yeah. mean, it was my first time. Nanakawan kapala, mga ganon. Oh yeah, and it was losses over losses over losses. So we had to close the entire thing down. Okay. Now again, you're a superstar, but superstars cannot do it alone. I want to understand at the very early again, FNF and down the road in Colorado. Who were the people that you surrounded yourself with and how did they help you out? 
Well, for starters, my mom. I call her Mother Packer. Mother Packer! <laughs> Sounds very me. Okay. So she... I, f- I asked her to stop being an OFW. I phoned her in. When I was super wow. tired na, I told her how much are they paying there in Malaysia because she works for DHL. And mm. then she she told me the number and I was like, okay, I'll pay you the same amount. In ringgit? Co- yeah, in ringgit. <laughs> Okay. Uh, come home, help me with my business. Okay, that's. And then she was my employee number one. Wow, that's okay. I've never heard anyone do that. What's the dynamic of a uh, working with your mother and you are the boss? Because the, there's some things that are from the house. Like, wait, oh, Nina, you do this. You know that that you know you you kind of have to. It's a gray area and there's borders that don't cross. How how's that dynamic like? My mom and my personality are super opposite. So she's like very Kalma. mellow, calmado, ah. and she doesn't like leading. She likes following oh. stuff like that. So it really works for us. Nice. And then we do have this boundary. Pag work work lang, walang personalan. Mm. Mapag napagalitan kitang work work lang yon. Mm. After that still meeting, you. you're still my mom. Yes, Ganun. that's amazing. Okay, so aside from Mother Packer, who else uh, d- d- joined you uh, in this journey? My best friend, Sab. So mm. she became my best friend when I hired her to be a consultant for Colorit at our early days, like mga okay. 2015. Mm. And then up to now, she's my best friend. So she really helped in like doing the very first campaigns, steering the brand in the right direction. Mm. And last thing is um, you, you mentioned that the retail attempts weren't good. But I think you figured out e-commerce pretty quickly er- early on. How did you figure that out? And what were the moves you did that were right that allowed you to go D2C? How did we figure it out? Uh, I just really studied Lazada back then. Ah. And I was very lucky also to be given like an account manager. So that person really helped us propel Color It Forward in terms of like what campaigns should we join, what kind of promotions. Mm. And this was like in 2017 when they started in the Philippines. Okay, now walk me through FNF. How did FNF and Colorette coexist. Where, how, what were, because again, FNF are soaps, correct? And, and the like. Colorette is cosmetics. Is, is that the right term? Because once yeah. upon a time, I'll just segue a little bit. I sold makeup in college. What because, brand? No, this is Divisoria, whatever. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's legit because I lost three phones in a row in one month. My mom was like, I do not have money to buy you another phone. You need, I have makeup here that I sell in the office. Sell it. And whatever you make. <laughs> but that was my tipping point. After that, it's like, okay, I'm going to be silly. Also, now I'm not going to be an idiot. And then I became an entrepreneur. But yeah, I makeup is super, super complicated. I do not understand it. I sold it before. I was able to boodle. But I still don't understand it now. Why you need different shades of a same brand of a diff, of the same lipstick. Huh? <laughs> What? Why? Right? So how did that come about where there's FNF and then how did uh, Colorette come to life? Actually, not a lot of people know, but Colorette started as a direct selling makeup brand also. So we had resellers and distributors. And this was simply because we did not have the capacity to start from a retail point. eh? 
Got it. Before Got in it. 2015, when you want to start your beauty brand, you would usually start with Watsons, diba? Okay. And then you would integrate online. That was step two. Okay. For us, we didn't have the capacity, the resources, and not even the knowledge of how mm. to do that. Mm -hmm. So we started Color It by doing it Instagram, looking for resellers. And then until such time that we were able to build the branding so strong that we actually caught the attention of Watsons and then we applied to become part of their roster. Okay, that's 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 old school hustle right there. And it's not easy to manage people because everybody has a different selling capability and you need to have a great training program and great systems to work. Did the direct selling uh, channel sustain or what was the learning there? Oh, it was working at first, okay. yes. Um, but yun nga, it was so hard to talk to a lot of people at the same time, right? Because right. it involves like hundreds of resellers. You and look like a networking company. Yeah, and everybody has an opinion. Yeah. It was it was very hard to steer <laughs> the ship, to be honest. So when we had the opportunity to become a mainstream brand, we grabbed that opportunity. Okay. What was the tipping point that you became when you said you become mainstream? Because there's a lot of entrepreneurs that want to have that. That moment, like shit, we got to mainstream. What was that moment? Is it another month? Is it a, is it a Range Rover now that you look at it, or is it a Beamer EMW? No, I don't have those. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what did what did you? What was a uh, moment when you said, "All right, Colorette is now mainstream." When we opened our first three modules inside an SM department store, and wow. then we were there with like Maybelline, Everbelena. So we were like a David in a sea of Goliaths. Holy that was the point. That's amazing. Okay. Since you're a David, David again wasn't born. I'll just track back a little bit. I want to talk about product. Okay. You went from selling scraps to selling soap. How did you get into making makeup? Because at the start, I'm not sure how you even create that if you didn't have the product background to do it. And later on, how did you make sure you have the right margins? Because you cannot do this if your margin is what? 20, 30%? Good luck, right? Let's talk about the product first. How did you create and why cosmetics? So I thought of makeup because I really love makeup. Mm. And the choices back then in 2015, wala pa masyadong local brands. Yes. So there was like MAC and NARS, which was obviously so expensive. Yep. And then there were other local brands also. But in terms of like the product roster, the foundations were too white. Mm. The blushes were too pink. The lipsticks were not just... It, they were too orange. Ganon. So I saw a gap in the market in terms of like, oh, we can enter this this market. Mm. And I really did not think of Colorette being the brand that it is, is today. Kay. Because before it was called Colorette by Fairness and Flawless, it was only uh, supposed to be a sub-brand. It was, but it took a life of its own. Yeah, trip lang siya. Parang I wanted to try lang. I wanted to try and see where it goes. What was the first product? It was color sticks and it was a creamy matte lipstick. So Sorry, this was I'm the an time. Idiot. What is a color stick? A lipstick. <laughs> lipstick okay. siya. Lipstick. And then the format was creamy matte lipstick. So this okay. was the time wherein mattes were super in. Got Pero it. ang problem was when you would wear a matte lipstick, it dries your lips so much. Mm. So we did a creamy matte lipstick version and then it was so long lasting. So kahit na nagsamgyupsal ka, may tint pa rin siyang naiiwan. So the consumers ah, really love that. Sorry, the only time I get to kind of try on with lipstick, sorry, this is a little X-rated, is when I momol with my wife. Okay. 
Like, what is this new lipstick? It's, it's not as sticky as the other one, huh? <laughs> but yeah, so that's amazing. Lipstick is what what started it out. Did you get it right? And how did you, or did, were there pivots that you had to do to do the product? And then what were the next products after that? Yeah, so the very first pivot there was we changed suppliers. Ah. Yeah, because my first supplier, the demand was so high, but then I didn't have supply. Parang I, mean, I would place a PO March, sold out all kunyari, the, all the time. March 2015. Okay. I got the completion of the PO, ano na, March of 2016. One you're year. sourcing out locally or internationally? It was local. Hala. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the struggle there. That's that's scary. But while you're doing that, did you develop other products while you're waiting for the... Yeah. Okay. So our core product talaga that really put Colorette on the map were the color tints. Color... Again? He's I'm saying it like he knows it. I like color tint, but what the hell is a color tint? <laughs> so, kasi mga Filipinos, we're okay. very bullish about sulit. We yes. want our products to be sulit. Mm-mm. So, we develop a... It was only supposed to be like a lip and cheek tint. But mm. my manufacturer made a mistake in the development process. So the sample that she gave me was, uh, no, um, it was a suspension type. And then it mattifies and then it's oil-based. So in the Philippines, when you think about oil-based, ay, hindi mag-work yan kasi oily na nga tayo. Jabar. Tapos ang init right. pa. But then when we tried it, it was actually really nice. So the color tints is wow. just one product that okay. you can use on your eyes, cheeks, and lips. What? All in one. Yeah. So that's how we marketed it. And that was really what propelled Colorette forward. Nice. That's amazing. Okay. I want to understand the financial side of it. Um, without revealing too much. Because this is where a lot of the first-time entrepreneurs also mess it up. Cogs and margins. How did you make sure you had enough margins and cogs to make sure that, again, uh, you get the right supplier that can deliver and are also cheap enough that you can put a margin that people are going to be willing to buy. How did you navigate that that very complicated formula? Oh, I'll be very honest with you. At the start of like Colorette, mm. pa ako magaling din sa margins and cogs. So yeah. I would only have like an Excel file. I would put there how much does the component cost? Okay. How much was the bullet lipstick? And then if there are like import taxes, mm. I would also put them there. Tapos kung magkano. But I wasn't really that, that good at it. Got it. I would say na parang I just multiplied the cost by like X, whatever. Oh, and, wow. So yeah. how did you improve? Because if that was a challenge, because at the end of the day, here's here's the, correct me if I'm wrong. Huh? This is what I think uh, people like you um, will have to be very, your unit echo needs to be very, very on the dot because if you get it wrong, it's hard to amend it na. Number one, it's either your only choices are you make it more expensive, then you lose your market, or you have to find someone who can really do it for cheap at scale. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Then how did you navigate the, those, say, early mistakes that you were able to then get it at the right uh, formula? We were actually priced higher than the other local brands in the ah, market. So you had margin at all. Yeah. More on, if they were mass, we were mastage. Got it. Yeah. And then we were able to build a community around Colorette. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for our community. I honestly don't know what we did to deserve them. <laughs> super, super loyal. And then they always support us. Yeah, but that's not by accident. How did you build the community? Because that's one thing that I think, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a, uh, whatever, whatever brand, you need to build a solid community where they actually talk to each other. 
it's not just you doing, hey, hey, everybody, listen to me. Nobody fucking cares what you're saying, right? It needs to be user-generated at one point. How did that work and how did that start? It started when we actually did our campaigns um, showcasing diversity and inclusivity. Okay. We never had any endorser. Wow. And yeah, we are just you. You are the endorser. <laughs> I'm not the endorser. In the endorser, but come on, look at your TikTok. Even if I don't have TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> so what? What I wanted for our campaigns to showcase is when I look at it as an audience. Oi, kamukha ko yon. Oi, um, that can be me. That's why I can never be an endorser. Oi, <laughs> oi, that's me. I don't okay. want them looking at our ads and think like. Oh, she's so pretty, kaya maganda sa kanya. We want them to see themselves in our campaigns. And I guess that really resonated to our audience because we didn't have to chase them. As in, they were really engaging with, with the brand. Mm-hmm. And then we started a Facebook group before it was called Colorette X Boss Babes. Mm. And then we would literally talk to them, like, anong ulam niyo today? Anong ganap? We won't sell in the group. So wow. it was really more of like getting to know our consumers. Where do you go to school? Where do you go to work? Do you have kids? What do you like doing? And then they would share their selfies. Ganon. Even up to this day, dun sa group, super personal. Like, they would include us in like their graduation photos Aww. or di ba yung baby pag nag mansari ba tawag doon yung baby yeah. picture Every- nila with colorette that yeah. is so amazing that's a solid solid way to show that you have a really good grasp of of your community but just tips here what are would be your, what are the tips uh, like that that you did or that you can impart in terms of managing cuz it's easy to create a community it's easy to probably create the first hype the hard part is sustaining that. What would what would be your tips there? You have to be genuine. You know your mm. your community. They can see if you're bullshitting them. Got it. So from the get go, talaga, we were genuine with our intention of wanting to connect with our community, mm. and we really didn't even know that community marketing or community building will be the next big game in the beauty yeah. industry yeah. until today. But when you say we, who also did it with you? My team. Mm. Yeah, my team would always join me. We would, I would go on lives on Facebook. Wala pan TikTok no. We would okay. go on lives on Facebook just putting on the products and then making kwento. Nice. Podcaster material. Okay. Wala pang, ano eh, wala pang makeup brand back then okay. that was humanized. Like, yes. if you have a complaint with like this conglomerate brands, global brands, mm. who would you talk to? chat support like a bot diba finally for color it when they want when they buy it or if they want to share something good or some even something bad they knew that they could talk to us because there were people behind the brand and they could see who and they were and it's you the founder who actually it represents so that's that's the most in your face um in terms of in terms of access that you can give that is amazing all right now let's talk about scale how did you start feeling that? Oh my God, this is gonna get bigger than FNF, as well. Uh, what were the the tipping points that you saw that shit? This this is this is growing bigger, as well. When we started opening na a lot of doors with Watsons, pre-pandemic, and then when we started topping na mga e-commerce rankings for double-digit campaigns, that Ooh, that's when we wait. saw na parang oh wow. Yes. I, I honestly didn't know it was gonna reach that point. During the pandemic, what happened to you guys? Oh, we we actually stopped operations for one month. Wow. Yeah, for the lockdown. Because it was a 
period of uncertainty eh. Diba? Yeah. Like, nobody could give answers eh. At the same time, of course, we were just operating from a small, small bank account, you know? Mm. So, we stopped operations for one month and then we resumed April 15 again. Okay. And then we started asking the question like, how do we sell makeup? Right. When everybody's wearing masks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean... That is so true. I did not realize that. Right? How are we gonna put the make lipstick on yeah. top of the mask? Our core product was right. lip pa. So parang, shit, paano? Right. How did you get over that? So that's when the idea of TikTok started. Mm. I would be on TikTok all day, every day. Because you weren't doing anything. Eh? You were yeah. just at home. You didn't have yeah. work. It was very uncertain times. And then I saw a lot of like Western CEOs and entrepreneurs sharing their journey on TikTok. And I figured nobody was doing it in the Philippine right. scene. So I started sharing ano, um, past photos like from when Color that started. Back then, yung warehouse namin, yung cabinet ko lang sa bahay. Ganon. <laughs> and then I started sharing all of those things. And then it went viral. Like wow. my very first post went viral. Like viral back then meant 26,000 views. That was viral na. Kasi konti wow. pa lang yung users on TikTok. And then within a span of a year, I got like more than a million followers. Holy shit. Yeah. That is amazing. Now, okay, what did, are, obviously you're still doing that now, but how did that affect sales? Oh, it, it really converted into numbers. So people started um, to discover na Filipino brand pala yung Colorit because with the colonial mentality of us Filipinos, whenever yeah. we see something good, mm -hmm. we always assume that, oh, it's by a foreigner or by a conglomerate. We never really assume that it's by a Filipina. Yep. So when, that's that was the shock value that really allowed us to become viral on the platform. And then people started getting curiouser and curiouser about Colorit. And I would do like lip swatches or... Color tint of the day, Emma. I would wear it. It gets sold out within the day. What? Yeah. It it was so powerful. It really was so powerful talaga. Um, my biggest milestone, I always share this because I'm so proud. Uh -huh. We ranked in Lazada 11.11. Southeast Asia rankings. Total makeup. There was MAC. There was Bobby Brown. And then, who the fuck is Color it? Everybody was asking because we were the only wow. brand there selling to just the Philippines. Everybody else were selling to like Vietnam. Everywhere. And, uh, yeah, else. everywhere. Holy yeah. shit. That is so amazing. So walk me through the chaos at the back. Because of course, it's great. Wow, sold out. Everything is great. But to meet that demand. And this, again, this is the fire hose moment. Justin Khan of Twitch always says that product market fit feels like you're drinking off of a fire hose. There's just so much demand. How do you keep up with the demand? What was the chaos at the back when this was happening? Oh, af after the campaigns, oh, yeah. um, I would go to the warehouse and pack the orders myself. I would help the warehouse team. Because wow. we were it's so like undermanned. Yeah, we were so undermanned. And the warehouse was operating 24-7. And then... Um, Production-wise, yeah, it was kind of a headache because nobody expected it. Eh. Right. We were selling like one to two pieces of color tint per minute. What? Yeah, it was it was crazy. Holy shit. That is so amazing. Now, okay, what what th those were just the easy uh, thing during sales. But as you scale, things break. What were the things that broke uh, as you were growing this fast? I had a very young team back then when I started. So now, I have a more mature team. Okay. Is it because they're older now? 
Oh, you're 22. You're 25 now. Very nice. <laughs> no, but uh, well, well, describe why that is such a big factor. Because I also went through that too. Um, I wanted my like my leadership team to be able to bring to the table things that I can't bring to the table. Yeah. They should be better at me yeah. than what they do. Yeah. So I started hiring more mature leaders talaga who came from like big corporations to bring all of those learnings to Nivdela. Right. That's and what then, we did. Yeah, and not just that. I think the other thing is really, you know, um, they're they're more seasoned. Yeah. And the poise comes with age. Because sometimes with you with, with the young kids, and they're great, uh, I'm not saying they're not. The the talent is there, but once you shake them, my God, they are shocked. And they cry. And you know when what happens when babies cry and there are other babies in around the room? They cry together. So all of a sudden it feels like a uh, kindergarten till the crying babies and the, the focus now is totally deviated from the task at hand and you're dealing with drama rama sa colorette. There you go. <laughs> Do you have to go through that? Yeah. Okay. Now talk about the founder stuff. Cause it's all of this shit you can solve as a company, you can get help. But there are crosses as a founder, Nina, that only you can carry. And those are the hardest ones because you cannot tell anyone. There are things you just can't tell your fucking team. Even Mother Packer, you can't tell Mother Packer about it, right? What were these personal things that you had to co- go through for the business? Oh, there was a time wherein I went viral on Twitter. Because? There was a hashtag boycott colorette cosmetics. Because of what happened? Because of like, um, it was a, Kind of like a political thing. Mm. And then trolls started attacking me and then they oh, made the hashtag God. boycott colored cosmetics um trend on Twitter. But we were able to turn that one around. Okay. So what I did was in Twitter, ito yung bagyong Ulysses, eh, yung sobrang lakas. Okay. So we actually, I, I used that hashtag myself okay. to bring attention to like charity donations, Rescue hotlines and whatnot. Yeah. And then we restock um some of our best-selling color tints and okay. we donated hundred percent of that to relief operations for wow. Bagyong Ulysses. So we were able to raise 1.6 million pesos and we donated all of it. When you're battling crises like that, how do you cope as a founder? Because <laughs> my God, it's so hard. It, it, it's so hard, to be honest. What I were mean, your coping mechanisms and what did you discover about yourself? When you're at that moment where it feels so alone, and there, there's like, like fuck this shit. I just want to disappear and rest. What was that like? Uh, my coping mechanism. I don't even know what my coping mechanism was because you're on fire during that time, and it's like your adrenaline that's working, yeah. right? Um, but I discovered that I was strong and I was resilient. I mean, you could spiral at any moment, but I didn't. That's amazing. Yeah. But you mentioned earlier at the, during the first break that there were walling uh, moments where it's just the, the, the easy option was actually just to quit. Walk me through those moments. Ano yung iiyak ka tapos may Zoom meeting ka two minutes after? <laughs> <laughs> so those moments... Wait, but there's colorette naman. Sorry, you're in check. Oh, okay. <laughs> those moments where, yeah, you do feel so alone. Yung parang... You've put in years and years of hard work in this business. Your intention with your entire team was always, you know, to give everyone what what they deserve, you know. 
But at the end of the day, you'd still be left alone. I would yep. say that was like one of my hardest realizations. Na ngayon, accept ko na, yeah. na as entrepreneurs, we'll always be alone. And that's why you rely on your fellow entrepreneurs because if there's people that would understand you, I, I dude, I just even have to look and I just see the pain. Like, you know, like I just I just know and I recognize that, right? That at the end of the day, dude, um you you that pain when you just share it with other founders and you realize that, oh, I'm not the only one going through this shit. Oh, hindi pala ako nag-iisa. Ganon. Parang, oh, so we're going through the same thing. Right. Yeah. And we're just trying to, at the end of the day, we're just trying to take care of the people we care about. We care about our team. We care about our customers. We might not, we might not do the best and the, the most popular decisions all the time. But we do it with the best intentions. Yes, that's correct. Not because we want to be an asshole or whatever. Dude, we are human too, right? There are really just hard decisions we have to make. And this is precisely why we're entrepreneurs. It's exactly. really not made for everyone. Exactly. And that's why I always say in the new podcast, the sequel of Hustle Share, which is Founders Only, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Not everybody is built for this. But if you decide to be an entrepreneur, don't worry. There's other founders now who can also help you. That is amazing. We will take our last break and when we come back, I want to understand why Nina decided to go the VC route. Because that's very, very, again, I've never seen that happen as much here in the Philippines. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again. And we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. 
Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. And we're back from the break. We are still with Nina Dizon. Then told us the hustle of going through that. I love, I love this story. So much, but before we talk about again uh, ra- raising VC money, because I've never seen that, and I want to understand how what led you to that. Before you raise VC money, describe to me the the state of Colorit as a business. How big was it, and what were your challenges you were trying to overcome at that point? We were pretty challenged in terms of scaling the business up because for like financial resources, we were very limited. Mm. Yung capital mo pinapaikot mo lang. That Just was really, yeah, that was really our our struggle. Like there are so many ideas and we know these ideas are gonna work, yeah. but we can't do them. Mm. And again, the, when you bootstrap, you're in control, but if you see like, oh my God, I can go as fast as this if we only had capital. Yeah. And sana may pera, sana may budget. Yun yung lagi namin did you consider sana. other routes, say loans or whatever? Yeah, we did. Kaso, you know, Nina Dizon, sino ba yun, right? And super, follow her on TikTok. <laughs> One million followers. Come I, on, banks. What are you talking about? We don't really get like good offers from banks. So it was it was very limiting for okay. us. So how did you get into the idea of probably VC? Again, VC specifically Foxmont. Uh, we're co-Foxmont investees. Um, it's, it's the route. Uh, was there a, an epiphany moment that, hey, let's try the VC route? Nakakatawa, I did not know VCs existed until last year. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. 
I was always very transparent about this. I didn't know. So I was born in an entirely different socioeconomic class, an entirely different network. Uh-huh. Not everybody knows. That's yeah. why parang sana in the next few years, you know, you get to raise more awareness for like budding entrepreneurs wherein you kind of see yourself. And they don't in, need to be tech. They don't need to be tech. Right. Exactly. So okay, how did you get, how did you know VC was it an accidental Google search? How, how did that work? No, um I met Alex of Italy. Alex. Yeah, and then Alex introduced me to Foxmore. Got it. Okay, so when what can you recall uh that conversation Alex uh Friedhof, right? Fried, yeah, yeah. Friedhof of of Italy. Right? What was that conversation like and when what was your reaction when you realized that oh my god there's a BC a venture capital? What was that like? So I realized what VCs were when I had my first call with Foxmont. It was with Arian pa. Got it. Tapos, yeah, she kind of walked me through the stuff talaga. Because I was very transparent. Girl, I don't understand the thing you're saying. <laughs> like, like, I fucking don't understand right. it. Right. Um, and then I also realized even before that, when I was feeling all of the struggles in terms of like financial limitations, right? Okay. Na parang, it's better to own a piece of like a very big pie yep. then own the entire pie but then it's very small. Correct. That was one of my realizations. But before that, my mentality was always, oh, Colorette is my baby. I don't want to share it. This is my blood, sweat, and tears. But then again, you would ask yourself, hanggang saan mo siya kayang bitbitin? Correct. And I always felt so alone. So, so alone. I did not have any mentor. I could not nas- ask anyone for money. Always so alone. So parang hanggang doon na lang feel ko yung bootstrapping yeah. um, limitation namin. Hanggang doon na lang niya kayang dalhin. So when I met with Foxmont, they were very patient with me. Okay. In terms of like, oh, ang ibig sabihin ng EBITDA, ganito, ganito. Wow, that I was dumb. Yeah, wow, yeah. Okay. I didn't know those stuff, and I didn't even know how VCs work. Like how VCs are gonna earn from me, I did not right. understand that right. concept. So they were very patient with me and opened my eyes to a lot of things. And then I understood that VCs are more than just putting funds in. Yep, they actually open like a, a wide network and Ooh. array of opportunities for us. Yep, and just look at you. You're everywhere. Sometimes you're in this country doing TikTok, whatever. Like, oh, Nina's everybody, er- er- everywhere, all the time. But okay, what was the main learnings while you're going through this VC business 101 that I guess you can share with our listeners today? What kind of learnings? Like learnings of okay, what are the things you should prepare if you want to probably consider going the VC route if you they're also in a similar uh, non-tech. Um, background. Yeah. So we were operating Colorette before like a mom and pop business lang eh. Got it. No documents, no financials. <laughs> oh my, oh God. my God, it was so hard. <laughs> so if you wanna scale up your business up, if you wanna enter the VC world, girl, document everything. You have to be above board. Yes. From how many units you've sold this month, diba? To how many losses, blah, blah, blah. Mm-mm. Because that's very helpful. And once those years have passed, there is literally no way for you to like scour your records and look for those. Wala na. So that was um one of our greatest struggles entering this world because we really d- did not have those. Every single detail matters and should be measured. Okay. Other than that, what else did you prepare for in, in terms of the, the back end? So of course, financials, 
team-wise, in terms of the structure of how you built your team, were there any adjustments you had to make? Yeah, the good thing about it is when Foxmont entered, we were already almost done with the restructuring of our organization. So I already hired my directors. Mm. So I just showed them the organizational structure, our plans, and that was good. Okay, what was the newest things that you had to now learn? Because now all of a sudden, there's a pitch deck. There is a term sheet. There is this whatever, right? The the All these corporate gibberish that I, I can imagine. Like, what the hell are you guys talking about? How now, you, how did you navigate that? Well, now we are currently in our pre-series A. There you go. So yeah, I'm learning how to like answer all the due diligence questions, how to do IC properly. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, so IC was like, oh my god, oh my god, kaya ako nag drop out ng college kasi ganon want to do thesis. <laughs> like thesis defense, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, but um, but at least it's your company that you're talking about. Yeah, not a fee of another company or whatever. No, okay. So yeah, IC is an investment committee. Basically, this that is the deciding moment. Some some VCs do reveal their IC. Some some don't. You'll be relying on your analyst to do the pitching for you. But basically, it's like American Idol or again X Factor or Shark Tank, where they're gonna be voting if it's a yes or a no. But they won't vote in front of you, by the way. <laughs> they discuss this after. Uh, with whatever you're saying. Okay, what are um, the pros and cons, you think? Because again, uh, not everybody is built for this, uh, to for the VC route. And again, I'm proud that you, you figured it out. But what do you think are the pros and cons of uh, racing from a venture capitalist um, from a, again, cosmetic background? I would say the cons, of course, is not 100% yours na lang. Yeah. Right? So you have to consider a lot of factors all of a sudden. So coming from like 100% yours to suddenly now you have a board of directors that you need to present to and you can no longer make decisions in a snap. Yeah. Right? Uh, and another con is nakakapagod siya. <laughs> mag-fundraise. Nakakapagod mag-fundraise. But when you're done with your fundraise, it's like... Sure, balisin. Let's go to Koran real quick. Or let's go to Aman. Aman Pulo. There you go. That's amazing. Again, if you can afford it, most founders can't. Okay. Yeah. We can't. <laughs> no. Just go to Mexico, Pampanga. There you go. <laughs> Zambales, ganon. There, okay. Now, but I, I want to understand now, you've done all of this. What are the things that you you still look forward to learning? Because now it's it's the pressure is on. When that's the that's the downside actually of raising fundraising. There is a noose on your neck. And it's not coming from you. You're not the one tugging it. Ow, ow. You know, you 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 feel it. There's an external tug. And there are metrics and targets that you set upon yourself that you said you're gonna hit. Okay. What what what's that like? What pro, what are those learnings in terms of dealing with that pressure within the VC ecosystem? Okay, I want to answer your question first in terms of like the pros. Okay, can I, pros, can I pros. Sorry, back? sorry. Yeah. I forgot. My bad. I just yeah. got, okay. So in terms of pros, um, well, aside from the funding, of okay. course, it's the support. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have you're a companion. All of a sudden, you're not alone anymore. So in Fox One, we have this like Fox My Life uh, session. I just did mine yesterday. No, yeah. Two days ago. Yeah. And then um, I can remember my first FML with Franco. And I told him like, oh, Franco, I'm so tired. I'm all over the place. And he was like, if you're not all over the place, 
doing you're right. not doing it right. Yep. Yeah. So that was like such a huge validation for me. Because <laughs> us entrepreneurs, we're always so hard on ourselves. Right? We're our biggest critics. Yep. So to finally have someone validate your struggles and just tell the tell you na parang we're here. Hmm? And all of a sudden, like I can actually tell because you always hide your problems, diba? Yep. You always hide your problems. Cause nobody needs to know it. Correct. And nobody should know it because all of your business would not look bad externally. Mm-hmm. But when you have um investors, you can be vulnerable. Yeah, with. yeah, you can be vulnerable. Like, what's your problem? Okay, these are my problems. Pak, 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 pak. Ganon. Yes. And then, okay, here's how we can help you. They actually want to hear your problems so they can solve those problems with you. For me, that was very important. And then another one is like the network. Yeah. That was, I mean, all of a sudden, I have so many friends na in the VC world. What up? So, nakakatua. It was very overwhelming yeah. for me and in a good way. Correct. And, it's it's a ecosystem that's so giving, right? Because again, it's very small. Uh, we're all going through the same suffering, just in a different manner within our own uh, ecosystem. But again, where there's a founder to founder respect that we have, that I don't care. I actually respect more founders when they're struggling, because you can tell so much about how a founder is made of when they're struggling and they're still mabait. Because it's so much, so much easier to be an asshole. Yeah. And be uh, when you're, ever, and everybody goes through that. It's inevitable, right? Because if you know that founder is struggling and they're and they're good, that person is gonna be way more amazing when they're when things when they're are successful. Right. You know, so it, it's that. And whenever it's a, the the fun thing when you see people thrive, it's not ingitan. It's not nga. It's right? parang. Girl, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, like, yeah, you kill it. Woo! Yeah. It was right. like that because everybody knows what we have to go through. Yeah. The sleepless nights, you know, the, Ooh, the anxiety. So, parang madalas mag-walling si Ron. There's too many walls. Ako naman, my thing was I could only cry in the shower. Ah. That was kind of my thing. So, when the shower's done, I'm done. Yeah. Go back to work. Ganun. I'm... Uh, no, I just I cope in I don't even know sometimes how I no, I cope through hustle share. Okay. That's nice. It's again, so many startup founders have went here. Say, you know what? This thing feels like therapy. You know? Like, I'm also getting therapy. I so think you should charge us not this point. No, no, no. Pay it forward. It's the sponsors I that should 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 pay for this, okay? <laughs> Sponsors, I have one one slot available. Huh? Okay, no, it's 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 again paying it forward, um, immortalizing your stories, and also at the same time being selfish. I learn from you, the best of the best. Okay, now, now let's talk about tips. Amazing story, and this is not the last time I will have you. This is the first guesting because just like what I've been doing now in the past couple of things, the, the people that I've had um, in Hustle Share two, three, four years ago, they're now in founders only. Giving me the update. Oh, the last time you talked about this, this is what you're doing. We already immortalized your origin story, but we will continue this journey down the road. Because un- unfortunately, it doesn't get easier. <laughs> it doesn't. You know what? I get a lot of questions from TikTok. Na parang, Miss Nina, lilipas po ba yung hirap? Or is it gonna get easier at some point? I was like, no, girl, this is as easy as it's gonna get na. It's just gonna get harder and harder and harder. But at the same time, you'll also become wiser and stronger. stronger. You know? Yep. Ask not for a, don't ask for an easy life. Ask for a 
uh, a, a strength to conquer a hard life. That's it. Okay, I have questions. This is specifically from my wife. Okay. okay. She, she put her product hat on at one point. And she said, what is your tip for people that's starting out and how to get tall manufacturers that allow a lower MOQ? Because it's so hard. We tried looking for those and it's like looking for uh, a diwata. You know it's there, but where the fuck do you find a diwata? Right? How, how, how do you get that? I would say stick to local manufacturers because a lot of local manufacturers are really open to working with indie brands right now. Got it. So they have been really adjusting to the times. I started also with local manufacturers because I couldn't hit the the MOQ back then. eh. Where do you find them? The local manufacturers? You asked around. (laughs) Right now, there's a lot on TikTok, huh? Ah. Hmm. Because they're also putting themselves out there. I thought we were going to go door-to-door in Pampanga also. I'm like, wait. Wala sa Pampanga yata eh. Okay, sounds good. All right, so th- these are tall manufacturers that allow you to start and then eventually you go to do that. Okay, now, how do you scale your operations better? Because again, you've now come from bootstrap operations. You've hired better people that are more mature. But what are there other things that uh, you also scaled that you've you've learned through the years? Well, number one, we're already putting processes in place. That was very important. Hindi na kami na parang kung ano lang trip mong gawin, yun lang. Mm-hmm. And then we're starting to digitalize also the things that there we do. There you go. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, now this is my... I don't get to ask this question as much because I only feel like the, the people that have been through so much hell uh, and through so much hirap um, go through this. But Nina, if I gave you the keys to my... If you have a Mitsubishi Montero, I have a time machine. Okay, if I gave you back with the keys to my to the hustle share time machine and you go back to that time when you're literally just starting out. You're you're the one man team. You're doing all of this uh concocting. It was so hard. Mother Packer wasn't there yet. What advice would you give yourself? <sighs> well, number one, I would tell myself to document everything. <laughs> Because <laughs> Franco needs it in the future. <laughs> I need it for like series A. Yeah, Nico, Nico needs it and Yelmer needs it. Okay. No, like, because that was very important. And you know, like the data that you get from the year that you started yeah. up to now, when you see it, it's gonna be wild. Eh. So mm. sad lang I didn't have that. But I would tell myself to, you know, trust the process. Don't be in a hurry. Because you'll eventually get there. Like, I... I Nobody thought I would end up here. Even I didn't know I'm gonna end up for here. real. Yeah. Even in your wildest dreams. I mean, I want to, right? You want to be like a boss, babe, whatever. Yep, yep. But I just didn't know that it was possible. Knowing that I was born from that family, I dropped out of college. I did not have opportunities, and I don't have a formal education. So it was very. Still very surreal for me to this point. Got it. All right. Last question. I have one last question. What's the dream now? Did because me, I'll just share. I'm very dream driven. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm very, very particular over the shit that I want. Not the thing the shit that I need. Uh, and I never compromise. There are days that holy shit, Kaya ba? Will my range will my Range Rover Velar ever come to fruition? My God, that's ten million easy. What I I believe it. It's it's just a matter of when, right? I I want to understand 
for you? When you started hitting, I'm pretty sure you had checklists of things you want. The Montero and all these things. Did you keep adding on? Because for me, I, I when, when I started, oh, yeah, I got the house. Oh, yeah, I got the wife. Oh, yeah, I got the, I got the traveling part, you know? It's like, shit, I want more. What was that like for you? Ako, I make a bucket list at the start of every year. Ah. And then I tick it off as well at the end of every year. Sometimes you don't get to tick a lot of things. But for me, as long as you tick something, that was that, that meant a lot. Yeah. My dream, honestly, is... Well, for the business, for the business is for it to, you know, we want to double down on what we do best in terms of like, getting to know pa our Filipino consumers. Mm -hmm. We want to eat more share of the pie here in the Philippines. That is amazing. Thank you very much, Nina, for such an amazing episode. But before I let you go, invite people over so that we get to 5 million followers on TikTok. Now I'm just kidding, but invite people over. What's next for you guys in Colorette? And if they want to reach out to you and again, buy great makeup. Where do they go and how do they do that? Yeah, guys, just reach out to us. Um, We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Colorette and Fresh Formula. That's our new baby skincare brand. And if you want to help me reach my 2 million follower count on TikTok, uh-huh. just search Nina Elaine. That is amazing. But before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any type of podcast app. It's your if you see a five star, give us a five star. I'm not gonna ask for two million followers. Just give us a five star if you like this. And again, follow us on wherever you can find podcasts. And also, if we did say some jargon, and if you want links on over what we discussed, it's gonna be the show notes on hustleshare.com. And lastly, if you want to be part of the community, we also have founders who go through a lot of pain, just like me and Nina, where you can talk about the hardest stuff about startup life and entrepreneurship. Just go and check out the found hustle share and founders only community on Facebook. And if you want to be part of how we create the content, we also have a premium membership on premium.hustleshare.com. Again, Nina, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.